I am Brandon of Twex.com, and I, I draw the pictures. I'm Colin, and I uh, uh, write the words. Wow. That's awesome. That really is awesome. Very cool. <laughs> I like that. Twex Podcast. Twexed Podcast. I'm Brandon of Twex.com, and I've been known to draw the occasional picture. I'm Colin of Twex.com, and I wrote a word one time. I'm Saeed of TheFrumps.com. I can't draw, so I do little circles that float around. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Javis of LegacyControl.com, and I am self-loathing. <laughs> wow! <laughs> I mean... It was a lighthearted intro. I mean... And today on the couch, we have Javis telling us about his childhood, his parents, his mother, his wife, family, problems, dreams, shattered childhood memories of being a Sega kid in the Nintendo world. Javis, how do you feel knowing that Sonic was your mascot and not Mario? Uh, sad. Uh, I got nothing. Sad. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just sad. All that glass processing got you shit, didn't it? It got me nothing. I've got a fun one for everybody. Yeah? So, apparently Nintendo is both uh, homophobic and racist. Alright. Go on. <laughs> so, there's a new game coming out for the Miis that's called Tomodachi Connection or some shit like that. I don't know. It's some world-building city sim type thing, but your Miis playing it. And the big thing that everybody freaked out about and is now been petitioning Nintendo is that you can't same-sex marry. No, no, no. Let's clarify that. Sorry. You could same-sex marry. Oh, that's marry, right. In Japan. And but they it was fixed a bug. it as no, though it was a bug. It was a bug. That's right. I forgot about that. That's right. No, no, no. Guys, it's cool. It was a bug. Ugh. Ugh. That's all I have to say. And then someone else freaked out because Mario Kart doesn't have any people of color. Yeah. Or, or any people. Why, why is everyone freaking out about everything? It feels like everything now needs to check off all the checklists for minorities. People were freaking out over the new Star Wars already because there weren't enough new women or minorities. There weren't no enough one, nude women. No I agree. Star Wars shit. needs new, new, more nudity. What? More nudity. I said new women, not nude new. women. Yeah, I know. I'm being difficult. Oh, fine. Be like that. Yeah. You are. I I find it to be very annoying that ever that's it's. People get into such a hissy fit over trying to check off all the boxes for every minority on the planet to be in every single form of media in this day and age. God, I don't even want to think about but our comic. You have the authority to speak to it because you are, in fact, a minority and a woman. <laughs> I am a minority, 
a half camel jockey, half spick. <laughs> more than welcome to say these things. <laughs> oh God, I love it. I love it. Surly, disturbed Englishman. Yep, you pretty much covered the gamut. But I mean, I I actually looked at the back of our book, and I looked at the characters, and I said to myself, "My God, it's all white." Yeah, yeah, but you live in Canada. Everyone's white. Yes, but you live in Canada that has like a significant Muslim population. But the, they're white too. They're so they're yes. Toronto is the most diverse city on the on the planet. Is it really? Yep. Wow. How many different shades of white can there possibly be? <laughs> you you've been to Toronto. You know what I'm talking about. Did you walk around the city at all while you were there? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you notice everybody? All the different kinds of everybody. Millions of people. Uh, so, yeah, the, yeah, they were all selling hot dogs on the streets. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, this is the perfect group to talk about racism with. So, as a non-ethnic. Is it okay to laugh at an yeah, ethnic you you race? Like it. What's that? I'm just saying right now, you better watch it. Frozen. You froze. I froze. You Did froze I up. I think we all froze. Are we back? We're back. back. Alright. You better yeah, watch so what you say watch. Watch it, white boy. Oh, white boy. <laughs> Yeah, I, was, that's, I wanted to ask if I'm allowed to laugh at your your racist jokes as a non a non ethy as I'll call myself. <laughs> Sans ethic, ethnic, not ethic. You are more than welcome to laugh at my racial jokes. I welcome it. I do it to make people laugh and to Good. get away with shit. <laughs> By the way, guys, since I'm half Iranian, that technically makes me half Asian. So that's a whole nother world. <laughs> wait, wait, does your penis match that situation? Oh, fuck off. <laughs> no, 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 only half, only half. Only half. <laughs> which, which, which half is it? Which half it's is kinda, it? It's kind of like this. It's kind of like... <laughs> is it the left or the right? <laughs> look, look, my head has two different endings. It's kind of lopsided. Which half? It's the it's the inner half. It's the inner half. Can't see it. It's it's um. like a telescope. <laughs> <laughs> like a dog's cock, it comes out of that sheath. Oh god! Out of that dog cock sheath. <laughs> we do that so much. Ugh. Oh, oh wow! What a rat hole already. So I know what two minutes. Yeah. That's quick. Um, <laughs> Twix podcast. Uh. Twix podcast. What are we talking about, Jenna? I think we were talking about racism and Nintendo, and then we kind of went down that hole, and I'm kind of ready to be done with the whole thing now. Okay. Because honestly, 
Colin and I are going to buy Mario Kart 8 because we're Nintendo whores. <clears throat> and we will line up to get a good, warm dicking from Nintendo every time they release something. And by release, I mean Nintendo semen. They don't call him Big N for nothing. <clears throat> Is that racist? What's the... <laughs> oh, N. Oh. <laughs> yeah, you do have a pretty sweet filter on your camera right now. You look like a Barbara Walters interview. <laughs> like, everything around you is blurred. Like, there's a very soft blur around everything but you, but, but your glorious you. What? It's really weird. Yeah. No, it's cool. Don't fix it. No, no, don't <laughs> fix it. Is that just how it looks in your apartment? Is your, is your apartment fuzzy? <laughs> London is blurry. Everybody knows that. I was going to say, he has to blur it to protect the identity of the apartment. <laughs> That's what it looks like. Uh, anyway, Nintendo, right? I don't know much about that. <clears throat> no, it's fine. It's fine. I'm second boy. Um, the, the, the new Mario Kart's supposed to be really great, though, huh? Yeah, it is, and I'm going to get it, and I'm going to play it, and I'm probably going to love it. And then I'm going to get Super Smash Brothers at the end of the summer, because I'm going to play it, and I'm probably going to love it. And I want to have a Sonic Mega Man brawl. Because who doesn't sure. want that? Tell me. Yeah. What? Tell what me. There's an echo. I couldn't make out what you said. I said, tell me who doesn't want to see a Sonic Mega Man Brawl. I don't necessarily not want to see it. I'm just indifferent. <clears throat> That's fine. It's okay. Or you just enjoy your X Bone, okay? I will. <laughs> so, how are you enjoying your enjoying your game on that? Um, <laughs> yeah, how's that gameplay? Is it a good game? Is is Titanfall it's good? good? You're loving that Titanfall because there's nothing else. Uh-uh, I haven't been playing Titanfall. I've been playing, um... Hey, buddy! <laughs> Sleepyhead. I've been playing, um... Uh, Child of Light. Ah. But you don't Very need pretty. an X-Bone to play that. No, just so happens that's what I'm playing it on, though. <laughs> it's pretty good. It's pretty, uh... Pretty nice. I got a little bored, though, and I haven't finished it. Got a little, got a little stale. Uh, I didn't even buy the new Titanfall maps, to be honest with you. What did so it? It just kind of, it's left your consciousness. No, it's great. It's a lot of fun. Um, it, it gets to be pretty repetitive <laughs> if you don't have people that you know playing with you. Okay. You, you mean you're breaking up? I was with gonna Titanfall? say, yeah. It's, this sounds like a relationship. No, like, it's, it's no, great. no. It's really great. It's no. It's, I love Titanfall. Titanfall's super, but I just feel like I'm moving in a different direction. I just can't hang out with my friends anymore. <clears throat> it's me. It's not Titanfall. It's, <laughs> Titanfall's fine. It's great. It's. I'm going through a rough patch. It's fine. We're gonna Please make it. From Titanfall. Uh. I hope you two crazy yeah. kids figure it out. In any time right now, I have to be playing video games. I've been watching Attack on Titan. Actually. Yes. Yes. That's such a great show. So, Isn't it? I'm on episode 19, so don't spoil nothing. I got so obsessed okay. with the show that I have 
purchased oh, and consumed. I was saying, wait, so every Davis, manga. You mean I shouldn't like Shut up a second. put this in front of you right now? Like probably, I sh- shouldn't not. shouldn't read this to you? No, that's still season one, though. I don't think. No, no this, season, that's the start this of season is this is the start of season two. Oh, oh, okay. So I have read I have read all I've never read manga before. Attack on Titan actually got me purchasing manga, and I've read all of it. So I tried, uh, I tried reading volume one of Attack on Titan after I saw season one, and I don't like the manga as much. It just doesn't it doesn't have the motion, it doesn't have the flow and the excitement of the TV show. I'm it's really enjoying season two. Maybe they got better at it. It'd be hard to capture capture that zipping around. I am told that he got better at it. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Because yeah, I was reading volume one, it just it feels <clears throat> very static, and it's just nowhere near as exciting as seeing it on the show. I started with volume nine, and I couldn't put it down. Maybe it's just me. Oh, oh okay. So maybe he does get better at it? Yeah. It's so good. I think about it all the time, and... uh Ricard and I were talking today, and he said it before I even said it, but it's very similar kind of feels to Game of Thrones. They actually, uh, a lot of the the ads on the back of the book refer to it as Japan's Walking Dead. Mm. There's a lot of like, yeah, there's a lot of those emotions in there. It's it's disturbing. And seriously, the... the, um, the, the the unique titans the 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 those variants. guys the variants yes 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 I love the the guy that's walking he's running and he's like ah! he just looks so freaking happy but it's like that guy is super happy and he's gonna kill some people mm-hmm. that's what makes it so terrifying <laughs> yep that's it's, they could have made them big scary monsters but the fact that they're just kind of like innocuous like people that you'd see on a subway makes it so much more disturbing. Oh, yeah, it's way worse. Yeah. Anyway, Titanfall, go check it out. Netflix, it's super great. And, Javis, watch the last episode until the very last second. Yes. Don't skip the credits. Okay. I always fast forward to the end of every episode. I just, I don't watch the the last little segue music thing. And I go, Last episode, you watch it. I will, okay. Watch that whole thing, man. I will. Just do it. I will. All right. Good I gotta talk. get to work on my uh, my 3D machine, actually. Yeah, and I need to work on blades, uh, really, really big exacto knives. Mm-hmm. So cool. I gotta say though, with the technology that they have with those 3D machines and everything, they really could figure out a more efficient way to kill the Titans. I don't know about that. They don't. They, they, they don't have helicopters or steam-powered flying machines. No, but if they've mastered steam and air containment, they they have they should be able to master uh, corralling the Titans through an, an open gate with uh, maybe a big spike coming down on the nape of their neck over and over again with air power. Well, they do. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, you're far enough in. The the one trap that they use. Have you gone to the forest yet? I just finished that episode. So they just got to the forest. They haven't actually. I just got to the forest, and they are. They just tried to. Ah, wait. I don't want to spoil it for anybody else if they're listening. Oh, whatever. Spoiler alert, guys. Fast forward to your mom. That's what you should. That's better. All right. Don't listen to our podcast if you don't want spoilers. Moving on. 
anyway, I got to the part where they got the... Um, wait, 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 you just said no spoilers. Wait, he just said... I said don't I listen to our podcast if you don't want spoilers. Spoiler it up, buddy. It's on Netflix, so check it out. Yeah, pretty much. All right, fine. Just watch Attack on Titan. Fine. You'll love it. Fine. Yes. Anyway, micro talks. Um, wow. Speaking of spoilers. Last but not least, Saeed, I understand you finished a game recently. Oh. Oh, God. I finally finished Bioshock Infinite. (laughs) Ha, ha, ha. I, I was actually playing that game a few months ago, and then I kind of stopped, and so I decided to start over again on easy mode just to experience the story, because this is the first time I've ever played a game where I didn't care for the actual fighting or mechanics of the game. I cared about the story more than anything. So I just wanted to kill everyone off just to get to the story bits. And goddamn, that ending shook me. Javis, it, did you ever play it? Will I? Did you ever? Oh, I haven't. I played five minutes of the first Bioshock, and that's it. You never played Infinite. Ah. Uh. Without giving anything away, that ending just left me speechless. It it shook my soul, big time. It's false advertising, actually. It's called Infinite, and you finished it. More like finite. Am I right, guys? <laughs> Play the game, right. and you'll see, bitch. Oh. <laughs> You really should play it, James. You probably I should know, play it. I probably know I should play it. You know what? Maybe I'll just watch all the cutscenes on YouTube. Oh. You're so terrible. He just fast forwarded through the game to get to the cutscenes, so why don't I just do that? I still found a game well worth playing in there. It is a, a really fun, fun game. game. I mean, it's a fun game, but the thing is, I, I mean, the mechanics of it is... It's like any first-person shooter. You just run around, look up, look down, you shoot, shoot something else, pick up a gun, switch guns. It's been done before. That sounds awesome. But the story is just what got me, so. I, I will probably never play it. Now we're that. sad. You know, I'm sure someone's put the cutscenes on YouTube. Just watch that. I'll do it. Just do it. It may be gaming sacrilege, but I'll do it. Yeah, you're sacrilegious right now. Or is it blasphemy? Every game I'm going to play for the next six months is just going to suck. Nothing's going to compare to that. They actually had a hard time with that, too. Tomb Raider was pretty good, though. I started playing one of the the Assassin's Creed games. I stopped after two hours. It's like, no, it's not as good as Bioshock. Not doing it. They've They've ruined you for other games. It ruined me for other games. Other games suck now. Well, I've heard that uh, The Last of Us is pretty solid. As oh, well. yeah. You know what? Right, yeah, I'm, let's. No. The Last of Us would be a really good follow-up for you. All right, I'll get it. God, I don't even know if I can play it now. From a from a story perspective, it's it's not as much of a mind job, but it you just really the the writing is absolutely marvelous. Javis, you played through that one, right? No, I, The Last of Us is... Isn't that a PlayStation exclusive? It oh, is. yeah, okay. You don't have a... You don't have one of the PSs. No. I understand. I understand. Okay. Alright. Enough about video games. Let's talk about what we came to talk about. Let's talk about content. 
Okay. Engage. So, something that we talked about last week a bit, and I know Colin and I have talked about in the past, is the concept of return on investment for the content you're creating. So, basically, quality versus quantity. And something we kind of touched on last week is this idea of micro-content and the fact that what we create is micro on the consumption side, but in terms of the actual effort that goes into it, it's a little bit more on the macro. So if you really want to kind of break things down in terms of the amount of time you could spend on something, yeah, you know, there's like, there's little articles, there's blogs, those are kind of the smallest uh, there's the bigger articles and the comics that we create. Uh, there's music, and then there's kind of animations and, and movies that are made for the internet and stuff like that. And <clears throat> But in terms of a movie, the amount of time spent could be weeks, could be months, and you're getting hours out of it. In terms of music, you might spend you know weeks on a set of music, and that can be consumed in an hour or so. In terms of comics, uh, particularly web comics, you're spending hours. Uh, I think what do we agree on? Like an average of two to three hours per comic. I think I went three to four or five between three and five. Anyways, added my time and you get there. Added, yeah. So the the point is, you're spending that kind of time for something that is generally consumed within actually seconds. As a general rule. Um, similar to certain news articles. Uh, although news articles take a lot longer to read. Uh, and then you have the very smallest of things. You've got uh, kind of the whole Vines things. So the really, really short videos. You've got tweets. You've got really short blog posts. You've got memes. You've got... Photos. Yes. Uh, GIFs. And those are kind of the bottom of the barrel. Um shortest time to create and shortest time to consume. Yeah. But so we were talking about that in terms of kind of the whole payoff, the whole return on investment thing. And as we're trying to do not just web comics now, but we're also trying our hand at a site of things we like called Nitro Cats. And it's just... Hmm. Hmm? And it's just, I mean, it's general geek stuff, but, like, we started off trying to write articles for it, and it's like, wow, writing articles is hard, and it takes time. So let's see what we can start pooping out. Literally, like, it's it's just about driving content up to get people to come out to your site. And for me, it got me thinking about certain comics that are really all about quantity over quality like how many comics can a site have you know so the whole concept of of pumping out seven comics a week every day of the week having a comic posted and it's a really simply drawn comic you probably still put some thought into the writing but you know even the writing even the jokes are just really really simple jokes you just really get good at short snappy joke telling but even then you're probably spending half hour, an hour on a comic that's probably going to be, yet again, consumed in 30 seconds. And then you've got 
Rage comics, memes, all those other kinds of things. Articles, at least, people spend a little <coughs> bit longer reading. Yes. Um, you know, I spend the same length of time on an article that you did on a comic. The person reading it will certainly take um, a longer amount of time, but you still can't create them at a uh, desirable frequency. So I'm, I'm actually going to play devil's advocate here. I'm going to say, what the hell are we doing? You know, in terms of, you can create Brandon proposes that we stop yeah, generating stay, all content All content forever, because it takes too long. Thoughts? Um, <laughs> Alright, I got this one. Let's go, I got it. I got this one. For me, I'm obviously just speaking for myself, and nobody else. For me, it's the love, uh, maybe love isn't the right word, the outright necessity to create comics, uh, and I have to figure out a way to make money from that thing that I have to do. No, and that... For me. Yep. I get that. I do. But at what point... Because I know, I mean, you're looking at doing... You have another project you're working on, and there are other ways to kind of do these things, and it's... <clears throat> I think the way that we've all been doing it is based off of one very specific model, which is everything you create, take it, throw it on the internet for it to consume, and hope that at some point it's going to give you fans enough to give you uh, uh, an income from advertising, merch, uh, prints, future books, uh, commissions, blah, 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 yada, yada, yada. <clears throat> I think that's important, but... To me, there are some business models, and I've even seen some comics do this with some success, where it's like, I'm going to give you some of my content. I'm going to give you a taste. But everything else is... And I hate these, but I'm going to cite it as an example. Everything else is behind a paywall. Or if you want to see the rest of my comic, all of it's going to be in a book. And you have to buy it if you want to find out how. So, like, here's the first three chapters of a story I wrote. Or here is, you know, the first hundred comics of 500 humor here strips that I've made. Here are 100 pixels chosen randomly from my comic. <laughs> here are, they're not even localized. No. They're from different spots. It's just all over the place. Here are just the penises from my comics. Just the dicks. Three penises to show. I think. Three penises. Uh, Andrew would have quite a bit more. So many penises. Just lately, though. No, it's true. What is it? He hasn't done many dick jokes lately. No. Sad state of affairs. <laughs> All quiet on the cock front. Yeah. Little, Andrew, give us, give us what we want. It's a dead man um, cocking. Miles of dicks. Um, right. No, I, it's it's insanity. It doesn't make any sense to try to make money doing what we do. But I'm just wondering. So, like, you have okay. You have. Let, let me let me pause at something. You have this insane need to create, right? And I'm actually yes. I'm actually doing yes. this based off of what you're doing with your other project, which is, what if instead, for some of these things, 
you basically just said, you know what, I'm going to take all of this stuff. I'm going to work on it for a year, two years, kind of similar to how somebody would work on a graphic novel or a book. I'm going to take all of it at the end and I'm going to accumulate it. And then when I want to sell it, I'm just going to give you a sample. I'm just going to show you some of that and do a whole bunch of advertising around it. And then that will be where the big push comes from versus the daily, honestly, sometimes for me, grind of, all right, new comics posted, time to get it on Facebook, time to get it on Twitter, time to get it on Twitter again, time to get it on Reddit, time to get it on StumbleUpon, time to go check on Reddit, time to share the Reddit and StumbleUpon links again. In your cases, you guys are putting it up on Imgur, you're putting it up on Funny Junk, you're putting it up on all these other sites. Time for me to take this and put it up on DeviantArt, time for me to do this, time for me to do this. Instead of taking that and doing that on a daily basis, consolidating that, and I'm wondering if there's some wisdom in the fact that maybe it's not about the content that we're having a struggle with, at least not from the creative content side. Maybe in terms of the comic, the struggle we're having is that we're just spreading it out too thin. We're just letting everybody have it so gradually over the course of a year Maybe we should just save it up and slap them in the face with it at some point and go, look at all the awesome there I There has created. to be the desire for that, though. If you just save it all up and slap it, and just a tumbleweed goes by, and it then what good did you do? Well, and it, by releasing yeah. the content slowly, you get people interested I'm in it. Going, I'm going to disagree. I'm going to have to disagree with that, because James and I, we post on sites like Funny Junk and Imager pretty regularly. But I don't think that posting it every time, every time we post onto the site, posting it onto Funny Junk, I don't think that's detrimental because Funny Junk and Imager are so huge. They are so big. Oh, I'm not saying it's detrimental. Even if, post, even if we post each and every time, there is no guarantee we're going to get the same few people. Agreed. No, no, I'm not well, saying it's detrimental. I'm saying that the the act of doing it could for some, I'm not, I'm not even saying this is me. But I could see where for some, doing that every time you post a comic could be actually get quite draining. I'm not saying oh. it doesn't have a benefit. No, it has a benefit, and it's the part of the comicking that I dislike, obviously, um, is, is having to try, I mean, being a person who's self-conscious and has social anxiety, uh, having to try and shove my content down people's throats and I think this is a this is a common refrain among all artist types, not just webcomic people, but having to self self promote is the most difficult thing when we generally uh, hate ourselves and think we suck, but also have uh, this crazy desire to create things to feel whole. Um, but and I think Brandon, what you were saying was, you know, it's not detrimental, but it's. Maybe if you only give a sample of your work to basically tickle people's asses with a feather, and then that lures them in, and then you slap them with the "Hey, give me money." And 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 my retort to that is, the reason it is the way that it is, it, there's a reason: supply and demand. We have to give it away for free because there's so many quality strips that don't give it away, or that yeah, that give it away for free too. I, I mean, think about you as a fan. How many strips would you actually pay for, no matter how much you liked it, to see the rest of a strip? 
other than buying the book that you've already fallen in love with that you'd love to reread again at the end of every year. See, it's funny that you say that, but there are a lot of situations where I've just walked into a chapters or I've gone browsing through Amazon and I've found something and I've been like, that looks really cool. I look up a sample of it and I buy it based off of the fact that the things I found are cool. So asking, asking Brandon... Bad example. I know. I'm a Why terrible example. Not everybody does that, though. I'm going to say that's a bad example because if you're going into a chapter, anything in a chapter's bookstore is already, by default, somewhat better than the average piece of shit because it had to go through an editor, it had to go through a publisher. I could I could sneak a book into chapters right now, so that's it's taking up it's taking up shelf space in a store with with limited shelf space that has to put products up that is going to make it the most amount of money. So it has to put products that are going to move. It's going to have to put products up on a shelf that are going to sell. Whether it's good or not, that's inconsequential. It has to sell. So the stuff that's up there, sellable. Whereas on the internet, fucking anyone can put shit up there. So you have a better chance of finding something like in a chapter than you do going through the internet, just randomly looking around is what I'm saying. Because if it's in a bookstore, it had to go through a process of being put in there. And if it's been put in there, chances are it's sellable. But I have and found right. things. That's, that's just it. This. Did you try to – was it available for free on a website? Yes. And you still bought the book? Yes. Bad but example. I'm a bad example, still... though. Let's not use me as an example. No, no, but it, you still, you're still proving the point. It existed for free, and it actually had no bearing on you still buying the book. Oh, I agree, but I actually... It, it wouldn't have mattered if the entire book was free, or if five comics were free. It would have tickled me enough to buy it. And in, 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 in that facet, you are a bad example. Because for me, I know there's so many quality things for free out there. If I would have gone to a site and been like, paywall, I'd been like, well, I don't need to do that. I can go to a comic. I, I think the free is a um, a good faith act. I actually, um, I have a different theory. I have a very different theory. I think in the last decade, decade and a half, we've slowly but surely started to devalue content. I agree. Yeah, I agree. I and I think I think that That's we're masking the, it. Same I, theory. No, no, but I, I'm just saying I think we're masking it in the whole, you know, oh everybody does it because it's free. Well, everybody had to do it because it was free because it. That's just the way that the winds turn. It's basically like, oh, I don't want to pay for that. All right, oh, all right, everything's all right. available on Kazaa. Who started it? I blame Colin. Damn it! Yeah, it was Colin's fault. Oh. Colin started this. Sorry, guys. It's all right. We didn't start the fire. It was always burning since the world was turning. You fired, get out. <laughs> I downloaded that song for free on Kazaa. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I mean, think think about the internet brought us a lot of really good things, but also it was a double-edged sword in terms of music, movies, but, pictures, but, okay. but art. You say that for no, but I'm gonna. You can do that for any new form of technology. When the printing press became, yes, before the printing press, you had to write books out by hand. Once the printing press came about, then you had 
the yellow, what's it, oh, that was it called, the yellow rags, yellow papers, all the muckraking shit. Pretty much, once the printing press came about, anyone could print anything with access to that. There was shit back then. That's fair. When, when VH, oh, VHS camcorders, when VHS camcorders came about, that brought in a whole new era of shit movies in the 80s. Like, por porno films used to be filmed on actual film in the 70s. VHS tape came about, and they started filming porn on VHS tapes, and it went from being relatively modestly budgeted pornos to these down and dirty, filmed in the backseat of your car type VHS bootleg type stuff. I'm kind of okay with that. What? Okay, anyways, moving on. So, yeah, I agree. Anytime there's a new form of technology that comes about that makes creating something easier for the masses, there's going to be shit. Right, but the internet, the internet makes all of the things... So you're talking about things that affected very specific mediums. Very specific mediums. The internet, by its very definition, is a network available to everybody that shares all the things. So it's, it's taken the barrier that was there between books, movies, music... What I think what Saeed is saying is that if we all still had to go through oh, the struggle of having a yeah. newspaper pick up our comic and actually start yeah. printing it, then our content wouldn't be devalued the same way. Right? No, it'd just be devalued by uh, by the, the syndicates. Uh, well, I, I think it's like... I, I think it's like saying that it's devalued is the same thing as saying like fish learn to walk i don't think it's like a choice i think like saeed was saying it's a new piece of technology that made all media the same technology which is the internet you can view all kind of media on the internet books movies uh and comics art everything and the thing with the internet it puts everything on an unfortunate equal platform so you have yep. people comparing $200 million Hollywood movies to low-end YouTube videos that are made in just a couple minutes. People will be like, this is shit. Like, Titanic was better than this. No, not Titanic. I'm sorry. Battleship was better than this. <laughs> wow. Titanic was better than Battleship. Okay, yeah. You know what I'm saying, though. I do. <laughs> <laughs> Quick reminder, everybody, support your local movies. We're going to have to edit that out, Saeed, for your own benefit. <laughs> turn it up somewhere in a job interview. I'm leaving that in. Um... <laughs> <laughs> you sunk anyway. my battleship. Um... Yes, the... I, I, I don't, I, maybe I'm, I'm having trouble with, and I, again, I know you're playing devil's advocate. I'm, and, I'm playing devil's advocate to I get, I know. But I think it's the term of devaluing. I think that is the term that bothers me. I think it, it raised the bar for content that has the quality to rise above all the content that's just thrown up there. Which is not a bad thing because it makes better content. The stuff, the great stuff that exists today couldn't exist today without all the connections and spinoffs and 
all this informs this and so many different things on the internet to like prop it up and make it what it is. No, if you want to make money with a movie, you've actually got to make a good movie. If you want to make money well, with music, make good music. The other point there is, is, you made a good point, is that competition is a great thing for any industry. And more competition, the better, because it just, yeah, it just makes the best shine all the brighter. Right. But what's so great also about the internet is, and, and we, we all get lost in this, we have to stop thinking in terms of we have to be a huge, huge comic, or we have to rise above other content. We just have to find the people that our content speaks to. We don't have to rise above or be really be any indirect competition with a comic that doesn't have anything to do with the readers that we speak to. The greatest challenge for us as webcomic or comic creators is just finding those people lost in the crowd. That's why starting tomorrow, uh, our comic is going to be entirely themed off of lolcats and other funny pet videos. I think... That is a really good idea. And Nitro Cats is going to be uh, all about uh, celebrity memes. Perfect. Content problem solved. So, uh, Teresa and I were talking about this. We were talking about like how anno annoying memes are. because Not because they suck, not because they're terrible. They're annoying because they are hilarious. Sometimes I gut laugh out loud at a good meme. And it is white words on a picture that's been used a thousand times. But what we can learn from a meme is the reason they're funny is because that picture is so much of the meme is understood already because you know it's Insanity Wolf. You know it's Success Kid. But that's what we have to do with our comics. We have to – people know right away from following our strip like, hey – I know so much of this background already, so this is already hilarious. But you can't do that unless you are saying, here's who I am for free. It's Come in and look at my everyday. It's kind of like um, like Steve Urkel from Family Matters. We knew, Was not expecting that. We knew, <laughs> we, we knew that character so damn well that at, at a certain point in the series, he would just mm -hmm. come on stage, trip, trip on something. Anything was the same gag over and over again. Something would break, and he would just come out and be like, "Did I do that?" Yeah. And we still love the kid. Loved it. I mean, a great testament to to that is uh, uh, Jeff Chakis, or however you pronounce his name. Uh, questionable content. His character development is what people fell in love with. You yeah. can't just step into a questionable content and be like, "Oh," or like the oatmeal. Oatmeal's one and done. You get it. You know what I mean? You're in, you're out. Questionable content, he's got years and years and years of building these people up and how they work and how they think. I mean, Penny Arcade, the same way. We all know how how um, Tycho and Gabe think, which just makes it better. And you can't get that to people if you make them pay. All right. My opinion. <laughs> My opinion. Patent pending, patent pending. I mean, it's like with most modern day TV shows. If you start in season seven, you're going to be lost. You have to start from the beginning. And if you start watching Lost, then... Yeah. I yeah. still haven't seen Lost. Just I... don't. It's too heartbreaking. It's too not because of, like, 
not because of what they do in the, the show, it's because of how shitty the show ends. So strong early on, and then it's just a pile of doo-doo poop. Crap. Yeah, I've heard that from too many people to start watching oh, it at all. What have we done? We just went down so the lost hole. So awful. So, so, okay, so then getting back to the original topic then, is is there a line, though, in terms of if you're trying to get known, is there a line where it's like, okay, you know what, I'm going to start trying to get a little bit more micro-content out there so that all the content I do isn't an entire comic. Whereas, like, you know, a good example of this is is Twitter. Twitter is the quintessential micro-content, and it's actually really funny. Scott Kurtz, I think, it was on, on a Webcomics Weekly or something, was saying, I need to start watching myself on Twitter. I say too many funny things on Twitter that could be a comic. Yeah. I think he's got it the wrong way. You're saying that's like a, basically a pre-order for a funny comic. Yeah, I'm saying, okay, you know what? All your funny material, maybe don't make it always a comic. Maybe put it out there and say, look, look on Twitter, see how funny I am? You think that's funny? Come read one of my comics. And that's what it is. And then you're right. All these other, like your Facebooks, like your Twitters, your microblogs, Instagrams, they are a little preview of you and the funny that you bring or the, the interesting thoughts or way of thinking about things that your comic brings to the table. And the memes and all that stuff, only if it's in line with, I, I think if only if it's true to you and true to your brand. I think putting stuff out that's just a meme because it's a meme could be hurtful because it's not really you because people, it's, I mean, it's not your brand. It's not helping your brand. It's helping whoever's brand made it or it's deceiving because it's not really your sense of humor. What if it's a picture of me with my shirt off in front of like a car all covered up in soap and water? I mean, that's hilarious. But <laughs> Why isn't that posted on Nitro Cats right now? Yeah. You could post a new one like every day. Because it's, it's, it's dark outside. Say, so you get your ass out there, you get some good lights up, and you get some pictures of yourself with that top off, with soap and water all over the place. Oh, there it is. Oh, my God. <laughs> we took the shirt off and then just walked off camera. I think yeah, he's grabbing say, soap and water. I was say, for those of you at home, because this isn't a, a video podcast... <laughs> so he just whipped his shirt off. Oh, there we go. That is that is a sexy man right there. Let me tell you, it's a fine body. This is a fine specimen. You're very hot. <laughs> <laughs> You're very attractive. I can see why your girlfriend likes you. Oh my god. But there yeah, it is. I mean, and I guess if you see a meme that you think is funny. And it falls in line with your... I mean, you wouldn't think it fun, It was funny if it fell in line with your humor. I don't know. It's, it's, no. it's, it's a tightrope. Actually, you've got a really good point there. It's don't, don't put things... Don't try and force things. Don't try and say, like, oh, you know what? Um, Transformers is really popular this month. I should do something about Transformers. 
I hear people like cats. I should do something about cats. If it if it's forced, people are gonna know. The thing is also, even if it's forced, you don't get to decide what people like. The people are gonna decide what the people like. Also yeah. true. Ooh. You have absolutely no say in what they're gonna like. It would be really convenient if they liked what you like and are creating, but that's not always gonna be the case. Colin, everybody should like what I like. He's right. That's that's not subjective. I like awesome things. <laughs> that's why you like them. Uh, that's why I like them. So why don't people like them, <laughs> Colin? Are you asking me directly? Yes, I'm asking you directly. <laughs> this is not rhetorical. Needs this is not rhetorical. <laughs> I'll tell you why, Colin. People are fucking morons. Twex Podcast. Thanks for listening. <laughs> That's what I'm trying to go for. I'm trying to go for the most hate mail in a single podcast. So, as far as the micro-content goes, I think the moral of the story is... What I was telling you guys before the the podcast started, my wife wife works for a, a uh, a, uh, a website that sells things, and she had a big training seminar today on what her digital team does for other people, and she was trying to give me advice. And a lot of it was sound, and I'm going to take a lot of it to heart. But we are different from every other website because we are giving our content away for free. It's a li- it's it's just a different it's a different creature. It's a different model, so we have to approach it differently. Then your stand like the same rules don't apply for a website that shell- sells shoes. Well, the or the a website that has you know tons of quick digestible content because that's even like the Nerdist or any of those things. They're not one man's or two men thought stream poured out to the internet saying, hey, this is how we think about things. If you like it, please come back and that, look. Yeah. But it did start with, did start with but the Nerdist did start with just two guys. Right. And again, it's kind of a different creature. Like, we, we talk about the Nerdist. It's, it's a little bit different because of Hardwick. Hardwick did come in. I, I know he had, had kind of like a, a falling down stage, but he came in with a lot of People knowing who he was, he had a lot. He had a lot more access to things than we did. Even knowledge, I'm talking about knowledge of people and his locale and things like that. His industry he was in. But I mean, for me, I mean that. But I didn't. Know, I bet people didn't know. Honestly, now that I'm saying it, that it was had anything to do with him. How many years has the Nerdist been around? Oh God, I mean, it's been for. How many years has it been around? No. I have no. And that, that was going to be my next point, though. For no. us, for us, if we just keep going, yeah, it'll happen. That's the thing we all get discouraged with. If you just keep going, eventually, <clears throat> you are going to have enough people who who have you have found that identify with you. They are going to support your strip. And you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna follow up with that with an example. When I did my second, uh, there's this uh, convention in London called MCM, which which I'm going to this weekend, and it, it happens twice a year, once in May and once in October. And the second time I went to MCM last October, well, the first time I went there, I was completely unknown. First time, just handing out flyers, hoping someone would bite. Second time around, even though I didn't sell as many books, I had I had a couple I had. Maybe, I don't know, 
like a handful of people actually come up to my table knowing who I was and actually saying like, oh, I, I got your flyer last time. I love the frumps. This is, you know, keep up the great work. And, you know, I would reinforce that relationship and be like, oh, hey, you know, here, here's a free sticker. You know, keep reading. Nice. And, um, you know, I'm going to see what happens this weekend. Very nice. I mean, but and that, yeah, you have to keep hitting the pavement. You have to keep putting yourself out there. Yep. You have to keep being in the public eye through going to conventions or just being on Twitter or Facebook or doing something like Instagram or even just having another voice out there, such as, you know, like the Nerdist or what we're trying to do with Nitrocast, just having another voice for people to get to know you well enough that they don't just that you're just that you're not just another random schmuck on the internet that you're actually a person that they will walk up to in a convention and want to shake your hand and and maybe that's the thing that we need to look at with the comics is that even though they take a lot longer to produce and are consumed very quickly they are in their own way basically are are advertising like every comic we do is like an advertisement for our brand I think one thing with the comic that's actually very, very helpful is the blog post that goes below the comic. Because I find that I get the most interaction with people when I actually describe what I was thinking when I was creating the comic and I talk about the comic in the blog. And I kind of turn it around on people and be like, well, what do you guys think about this? And this is what I was thinking at the time. Am I right? Am I wrong? What, is, what do you think? How do you and, guys feel about whale semen? I personally think whale semen is awesome. I like mine shaken, not stirred. It's really like good it for your hair. <laughs> it's the best part of waking up, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> I bet they have quite a load. Oh. <laughs> I bet it has to be measured in gallons. Take a load <laughs> off, man. Um, yeah. Take the load off, Norway. This is this is this is where we've gone. Speaking of whales, I haven't heard my neighbors have have sex in quite a while. Um, do we have to be concerned? Do we have to be concerned? We have to be concerned about that. That was the battery sound. I know it well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you guys talk amongst yourselves. I'll be right back. Colin's laptop can't last through a podcast anymore. Yeah, mine's almost out, too. So, yeah. Oh, and the other point I, I think I, I might have mentioned is people do know when you try hard. So I, I think, not that I, I have any room to give other webcomic people advice, but I mean, I've been doing it for over three years now, so I, I can give anybody starting out a big piece of advice is just focus on making your comic better and better and better and better and better. Work on your craft every day, every single day. And in some cases, that takes years yeah. to get better. If you're lucky, you'll never think that you're good enough, and it'll drive you to keep trying to get better until the day you die. <laughs> and it's a good point. People people will pick up on that. People will be drawn to that. Fun intended. 
No, I, they, they will. They, they feel it. They know. They know when you are trying hard. I mean, people that you want to know. I mean, your average douchebag on the internet is going to be like, oh, what's wrong with that girl's boob? Oh, the hand's all messed up. Like, yeah, I fucking know. The moment I drew it, I knew. You don't have to tell me. <laughs> I know. Yeah, this wasn't my best comic. I didn't laugh out loud, but I needed a comic. I, ha- I owe my fans a comic on these days. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> you don't care about those assholes noticing. You, you care about the, the people that you find who are going to be your lifelong fans, who are going to support your strip through the journey of your strip. Those are the people... You owe it to them. I mean, really, you are creating a relationship for the people that are going to support you and be a part of your comic for the rest of your life. You owe it to them. You owe it to your fans to make yourself crazy trying to get better. That's how I feel, anyway. That's my craziness. Oh, by the way, Javis? Yeah? You didn't You didn't draw that that thing right in the comic that you did that one time. I know. <laughs> or that other time. Or that other time. And the time after that, don't even get me started. That was strange, The uh, your uh, incorporal voice. <laughs> just your omnipresent, omnipresent deep tones. <laughs> I was just sitting there and like, made, he had a poker face and I was just like... I just came <laughs> in, I just came in over top of the laptop and I was just like, Javis... Yeah. You loved it. It was your favorite part. It was. But yeah, did you... uh, I don't know how much of that you caught. I caught uh, something about erections and barnyard animals. Yeah, you heard it all then. Yeah. You heard every little snippet. See, do Um, you have a final thought on this? Final thought? I have one. Um, <laughs> I said, Saeed, do you have a final oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry about that. that Go ahead, Javis. Better be good. Saeed, I, I'll take this one. I know you said Saeed, no, I got this one. Don't worry about it. Go ahead, Saeed. Sorry. <laughs> just, just say it, Javis. <laughs> Go ahead. I want to hear your final thought. I don't I think Saeed is trying to say right here. No, no, go. I'm sorry. No, no, no. You go. It's, it's your anniversary this weekend. You go. How did you know that, you weirdo? <laughs> because the last time we had a podcast and I was telling you the date of my upcoming convention, May 23rd and 25th, you're like, Oh, that's my anniversary. And I went into this one-minute-long sh- rant about how it always has to be about you. Always oh, has to be listen, about James. Listen, James. don't know James. things about me. Stop, <laughs> stop knowing things about me. <laughs> you don't even know. Let us in that information, my friend. <laughs> but it is my anniversary weekend. Oh, yeah, happy anniversary this weekend. Thanks. It's been five grueling, hell-like years. <laughs> wow, now these are some serious final thoughts. It's like a waking nightmare. My final Every thought. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> my final worst. thought on the subject is there's a reason that everybody turns to porn. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. It doesn't talk back. <laughs> it doesn't shed you. It doesn't tell you to wash up, get well, a job. I was talking about for content. <laughs> it doesn't tell you any of that. There is something that does, but it, it's, you know, there's something for everybody. Oh, my God. Oh. Is there a corner there that actually looks at the screen and tells you to clean up after yourself? Yeah. I guarantee there is. And if there isn't, that's our content. <laughs> Nailed it. No. <laughs> like, what is what is your real final thought? Dead silent. <laughs> what was the question? God. Micro content in the world of uh, of uh, content at large on the internet and how it relates yeah, to us. I love you, all cats. <laughs> what? I didn't hear. Uh, I love me a good long cat. I'm not yeah. gonna lie. Yeah. Me too. Because the thing with micro content, you know, you're gonna be, you're at work, you have 10 seconds to kill. Type in ICanHasCheeseburger.com, you already have it bookmarked, so just click on that. <laughs> you got a little lulls. I spend. A disturbing amount of time every day looking at GIFs. I love GIFs. Am I the only person For some here? reason, I find them to be the perfect form of immediate content. Because it's, it's like a still image is, can be pretty good. But it's just like that cat didn't quite make that jump. And after he didn't quite make that jump, it just repeats. And I get to see him not quite make that jump five or six times before I'm sick of it. Yes. And then I can move on. And that's... I'm rooting for you. I just know that clip lip looped it ten times, but then the eleventh time he makes it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my... It's brilliant. God. Surprise, they're called... Ah, you couldn't loop it that long, though, could you? Could you rant? Can you... Anyway. A gift can be as long as you want. This is a different topic. <laughs> loop Gif. No, you can loop it, but can you rand randomize the loop? Like, ha have an insert yeah, image that every can't randomize it. You have to actually predeterminately insert the altered loop. Every five loop. jumps, he makes it kind of a thing. Yeah. All right. It's like the and worst kind of Groundhog Day. The All right, guys. Good, good summary. Good final thoughts. Um, wow. <laughs> So the solution, as I was alluding to, is lolcats and gifts. That's what I've picked up from our final thought. Oh, do you want... I, I have a real final thought. <laughs> if you want it. No, guys, guys, I got something serious, though. I, got, no, I have a real, an honest-to-God final thought. It's burning uh, in my soul. All right, Javis, go ahead. Save us I from ourselves. We're in an age... Where the boots on the ground, guerrilla marketing to find your fans will still work. And it will take a very, very long time to do it because there is so much content, micro and otherwise. I think we're at a point that we have to aggressively seek out our specific fans using Google and Facebook ads. I, I just think we're at a point... To expedite the process, we have to utilize those. 
I think the boot, uh, boots on the ground is still the way to do, do it. Um, I'm not saying omit that part. I think that's a necessary piece of the puzzle. I didn't mean to say that you should do away with that. But I think that, yeah. But the more important thing is not just about selling your content. I mean, if you're if you're a creator, it's about selling yourself. They more likely than not, they don't want to support the content. They want to support you. They have to like you as a person to want to support. And that's one reason why you put yourself out so much is because you want people to get to know you. I mean, I have, let me see, there's this, there's like a couple guys coming to my table at MCM who they've gotten to know me through Twitter. And they've just, they've gotten to know me as Saeed. So they're, they were probably more likely to support me because they know me. They're familiar with the type of random quips I come up with on Twitter. The oh, occasional... Yeah, the, it's like the, the random cartoon facts from the 80s. I mean, let, lest we forget. Like what, mask actually, like what mask actually stood for. Uh, we, we are all here talking together because of that, because of meeting through the Internet. It's true. Yeah, but I'm not going to buy your book. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> Mission failed. <laughs> Start over. <laughs> I'm actually burning an effigy of you right now. He keeps Thank them you. on hand. It's creepy. <laughs> sometimes he burns I'm, them. I'm, sometimes I'm big enough that you could keep a good amount of them, <laughs> even if they were like 100% scale. Yes, as, as as Colin was alluding to, sometimes I burn them. Sometimes I, you know, sit on them. I'm going to leave that to your imagination. Hmm. Oh, man. Oh, I think we've rabbit-holed more than so enough. So, in summation, Attack on Titan. Yes. yes. Uh, surprisingly... Watch it and read it. The, the second season books uh, feature a, a really uh, diverse amount of uh, Titan-human relations. Okay, say no more, say no more, say no more. That, like, that's actually not a spoiler. Getting it on. He's just being a dickhead. Turns oh. out uh, they're not just like Ken dolls. They've actually got retractable right. penises. Thanks for coming to the <laughs> Twix podcast. Appreciate that. That's nice. Wrap it up. I'm Colin of Twix.com. I'm Brandon of Twix.com. <laughs> I'm saying of the Frumps.com. James. <laughs> like a controller. Ah. Tight penis. <laughs> Good night, folks. Good night.